No, no only swear. person allowed to swear here is Gina. She swears a lot. Hi guys. I do not. <laughs> she does. I'm building a castle. I told you that. Good evening, everybody. I am Gina B. Here with Mama, Mama D. And uh, we're here every Thursday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And tonight is going to be such an awesome show. Such an awesome show. The Fix Yourself Handbook, which you can see under Mama D right there. Unbelievable. This is like one of the best things I've read in a long time. Um, and, you know, we do these kinds of shows a lot. But this book seriously has everything. And we're going we're gonna to have so much to talk with him about. So what I will do, what do I always do, Mama? You threaten to hurt me. No. <laughs> Besides that. <laughs> we're going to go to the video that Gina created for Faust. And then, hey, Cher. And then we're going to come back with, Sha with Faust here with us. Great. So we'll see okay. you in about, about two minutes. <laughs> Gina B here with Mama D every Thursday evening from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here in the Fox Den. Tonight we have author Faust Rogerio. His professional career spans almost 40 years. He has consistently established cutting-edge counseling programs in pursuit of professional excellence and personal life enhancement. He is a published research author clinical trainer, and a therapist who has worked in settings that have included clinics for abused women, prisons, nursing homes, substance abuse centers, employee assistance and marketing development programs for major corporations, and inpatient facilities. He continues to provide counseling services for veterans, first responders, law enforcement, and other emergency personnel. During his tenure as the president of the Community Psychological Center in Bangor, Pennsylvania, he developed the Process Way of Life Counseling Program and has adapted it into the formal text presented in the Fix Yourself Handbook. Inside the pages of the Fix Yourself Handbook, Rogerio presents 52 internal processes and explains in easy-to-follow language how these processes can be applied to any life situation. He offers straightforward action plans to address issues methodically, prioritizing practical intellect over emotion, to empower you to tackle problems, resolve conflicts, embrace change, and rise above anger and everyday challenges. And we welcome you to the Fox Den. Here he is, the man that wrote this unbelievable book. And I thank you for doing that. And hi, Sharon. You know, whoever's watching, please, we love you. Please share the show because there's going to be a lot of information that's going to help everybody. And in that video where it says apply to any life situation, it certainly does. Everything is covered in this book. You know, like I always say, we have a lot of self-help people on, you know, uh, type things. <clears throat> counselors, you know, like in your field, obviously, because um, we want to help as many people as we can. And, you know, they, they'll pick maybe one or two things, you know, and, and harp on that. You have, seriously, every single thing covered. And it's so simple. It is so easy to use, so simple, so easy to read. And you can, and you do want to definitely reread it, you know, as, as, 
as you're going through life and you have these struggles and situations that come up, that's what you're going to see. You know, so that's the thing that's going to pop out at you in the book. But however, next year, next month, next week, it could be something different. And that's what's going to pop out of the book. So it's a good thing to have on hand at all times. And that's why it is a fix yourself handbook. <laughs> so brilliant. And, you know, and, and kudos. And okay, how and why did this whole process even begin with you that you wrote this down like this? You know, tonight, but I've been counseling for a long time. And when you you uh, come out of graduate school and then, you know, you've been taught all the things you're supposed to use, then you get into the office and into the, the settings and you say, OK, well, you know, they taught a lot, didn't really tell us how to do this thing. So you're really uh, an educated person starting from scratch. So, uh, yeah, you know, I built it in my career so that I it was diversified, lots of different places to go, lots of things to draw from. So when I started to get into private practice, uh, then I started to weed out what didn't work and started to build what did. And I realized that there's all these simple processes that we forever read, whatever reason, stopped using. I think it's really a lot of outside influences that come in. Uh, and if I can put these in a, into a program and teach people how to use these simple things that we all have, you know, life gets better. So I started doing that about 25 years ago. I developed the program about 20 years ago, started using it. So I've used it with about, I think I'm around 2,200 people now uh, in my, my private practice. And no one seems to not be able to do this. It, it, everyone grabs it and runs with it and says just what you said. This is easy. And, every, you know, they're telling me just how to do it. Why wasn't someone telling me this before? So it got to that point and I said, well, let's put it into a book now. You know, I'm getting near the end of the counseling career. Let's get into a book and uh, and start uh, getting the public educated. And it is. The, and I love the way that you set up each chapter, too. So you have your title. So you know what it's about. Then you have a quote, you know, and. And the quote is is a direct relation to whatever's coming up, you know, and then you have um, all, what processes you're going to be using during this chapter. And then at the end of the chapter, you have like a little recap thing and the um, time to put, you know, uh, time to put things into action. So there's your action steps on what you can do. So, you know, it's really hitting home and then it's got driving it home. And then onward. And the onward is a thing that goes to the next chapter and the next situation, the next, you know, natural step that you would take. And uh, but now that being said, now, not everybody would have to read it and go chapter to chapter to chapter. They can jump around. Correct. Yeah, you can read any way you want to. You know, uh, it's as you said, when I started to when I put this into text, I thought, well, you know, I don't want to do one or two or three things. Like you said, that's what self-help tends to be. Twelve ways to do this and fix your, this in your world. I wanted it to be uh, a book that anyone could read uh, that would apply to all different life situations. And for some people, some of those chapters mean more than other chapters. And they're going to maybe want to skip around. Uh, they're going to reread those chapters a little bit more. Uh, and that's okay. The key is that, you know, every one of them attacks a particular problem and shows you how to, exactly what to do with it. And if, if, you know, if you're an angry person, that chapter is going to, going to come and get you. If you're a people pleaser, that one's going to get you. If you know, if you're right. honesty or whatever, yeah, those chapters are going to jump out. I advise people to read all of it, but, uh, you know, uh, 
some are just going to be emphasized a little more than others, and that's okay. Whatever it takes to get someone feeling good, that's what we try to do. Yeah, and it really is so well written. It's really so easy to digest. And you have cute stories like um, Rolling in the Poison Patch. I printed that one out. I was like, I like that one. The Good Deed, you know, even things like this. Now, this is something that is instilled into us, you know, naturally, right? The Mm -hmm. Good Deed. So here's this child, right? Do you want to tell the story? (laughs) You know, really, it's just about knowing that we should be doing the right thing all the time we we've come our world has come to the point that if we do simple little things that are nice for each other we think it's a wonderful thing but really it's what we should be doing that's what that whole story is all about and 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 that story is actually a true one that's my father and i that's really uh what was going on i came home one day and it carried someone's groceries home it was a friend of the family and uh you know i'm telling him this and he's just nodding and i'm telling him again and he's nodding again and finally he says look i'm glad that you did this you helped someone out but it's really what you should be doing feel good about doing it but don't pat yourself on the back and look for the next person to go help and that's the way we should be living life all the world would be such a better place for doing that you know so it would be yeah I mean, that's, you know, constant. we were talking, we had this discussion right before, uh, yeah, before you exactly. came on, we were talking about mm-hmm. that, you know, and a lot of people. It's everybody everybody is so into like, um, go do a good deed for somebody and post it here so we can know that you did it. We it should, do be, a it should be a secret. Be. No one should know. It should just exactly. be kind of a deal between you and that other person. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that person, you know, you out and you tell everyone that you help this person, but that person was, probably in a vulnerable position. So while mm-hmm. you're bragging about yourself, you're telling about the weak moment that other person had. And you probably didn't say, well, gee, do I, do you mind if I go tell everybody that I helped you? Yeah, you know, exactly. no one would do that because it would sound silly to even ask such a question, but yeah, we go do it then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's like when you're in the drive-through of, of, for us, it's Tim Hortons and I'm going through and I say, well, I want to pay for the person behind you, behind right. me. You know, it, this is something that like, it's it's like people are amazed when others do this. It's like, why? Why should we be amazed? Yep. You know, if we're all decent people, we're all good people, just yep. do it. Yeah, and then yeah. some people will do that, you know, like on the, the highway and tolls, you know, now we have the all the electronic things, but you know, there's sometimes people will still have to pay money, you know, and they'll yeah. say, yeah, give they'll give money twenty bucks and say, hey, yeah. give the next, you know, as many people as that can buy and you know those are great you know those are awesome but the good deeds that we really need to be doing you know help our neighbors and help our you know what i mean our communities and stuff like that with what we can would go more you know too but but you do you go into all these different things and i just i love the categories even what i printed this one out too because this is hilarious to me as i'm reading and i see ghost screaming <laughs> I do, I do, I do paranormal investigating, and I'm going. I'm not going to yell at ghosts. <laughs> no, I'm reading it, and I'm going. I do this a lot. I really do. So explain what ghost screaming is, and why people do it. Ghost screaming is is, is what we do internally, how we get ourselves crazy over a situation that usually can be solved very simply by going to the person we have to deal with confronting that person and calmly warmly and saying, look, I've got this on my mind. Maybe it did this or you should have done this or whatever. And just tell them what you feel. But by the time we're done 
hyping this in our own mind. We have now decided how that is going to fail. The other person mm -hmm. is going to be difficult and scream and do whatever they're going to do. No matter what we do, it's not going to happen. So we get ourselves so worked up and we get to the point that we have that conversation in our head. The next thing we know, since we now have gotten so anxious over this situation, we're having the conversation and it's getting emotional. And now it's we're almost screaming at the other person and yelling at them and telling them how horrible they are. And, and it know, hasn't even happened. And it hasn't yeah. happened. And then we work ourselves up so much that we say, you know, we, we don't even approach it. The whole situation goes down and then it starts over again. And, and it's a repeating process. And usually we find if we would just go to the person, it, it might be a little difficult, but it's not that bad. It, it's not what we thought it's it was. It's not as be. bad as we make it out as we right. make it out to be in our own minds. Yeah. And sometimes we're, we're doing this. We're having this conversation. We're walking around and someone just happens to come near us and we don't know it. And they see the hands going and, you know, and all this kind of thing. What are you doing? We say nothing. And, and, and almost everyone does this. Now, no mm -hmm. one, no one ever admits. If you say that, do you say, no, my God, not me. I do it. I, do it. I, do not, when I, read, I was reading this. Well, there's a lot of things in here that I do, you know, and I'm finding <laughs> that there, I mean, there are two sides to every coin here. You know, there really are, oh, yeah. you know, and I'm going, all right, well, I can be positive. I can be, um, honest. I can be all the, you know, let me see. I, you know what? I even wrote this stuff down. Right. Yeah. I can be positive, intelligent, powerful, passionate, truthful, honest, and helpful. I can be all those things. On the other hand, I can be negative, stupid, weak, void of emotions, or burnt out, uh, dishonest, and selfish, you know, but to me, and after reading this book, it's like, okay, well, what are you going to feed? You know? Mm -hmm. So it's what you feed, which will what's you going feed. to live, yeah. right? Yeah, I talk about training your brain, and, and we've trained it to move in a more negative direction. Now, I always I always tease people say that's why I've had job security for four decades <laughs> because people keep training their brains to do that negative stuff like like ghost screaming or being dishonest or or uh, not confronting people negative thinking a lot of negative energy and i tell them that all you're doing is re it, it, it's a learning process and learning is nothing more in your brain than repetition over time that's really all it is so the more you do something positive the more your brain gets used to it and it learns it and then that becomes what you do but if I, you know, when I counsel people, I say, tell me how much of your day is spent with negative energy. And when they really get honest, it's 30, 40 percent. That's a lot of time because the rest of the time is in positive. It's more neutral. Getting this done, getting that done, something at you work. Really so you know, yeah. the negative almost always outweighs the positive when you take the neutral out of the picture. So that's, and I tell them, then they say, well, repetition over time i said well here's the proof you've been doing all this negative stuff for years your brain learned it it was repetition over time for your brain it learned it you do it every day automatically you, you don't even think about it it's a default way you work how about if you take some time get conscious about it and program the positive stuff into it it changes and your brain adjusts to it it does it does yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm living proof as as I was growing up, the person that I was as I was growing up is nothing at all like who I am now. Mm -hmm. I, I had there was something on the TV the other day about toxic positivity. And I went, there's no such thing as toxic positivity. 
so long as you accept the fact that there are negative things going on in your life, like my boss is a meanie, but hey, you know what? She's my sister, so she's allowed to be type of thing, you know, <laughs> whatever the case may be. But I, for every situation, I can and always do find the positive in it, no matter what the situation. There's always a positive. You just have to look. And, and that's I'm the. I always, yeah. I yes. always go to her when I am going. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> I, go, I, ha I have been known like to wake up in the mornings to a verbal tirade of her. Just, I'm just like, get it out because holding it in doesn't do any much. Doesn't do much better. So I was like, okay, yeah, do it. Tirade out at me. Hi, you gorgeous. <laughs> tirated out at me and then she, when when i hear it and i listen to it and then i go and i give her a, vo a voicemail back i'm like so are we feeling better now <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, but, okay. she'll, but she'll will she will find a positive way for me to look at it and be like oh, i didn't even think of it that way I, I you know i didn't look at it that way you know because i do i i tend to jump into that you know right away mm -hmm. what i've what i've always taught people is slow down mm -hmm. Negative and negativity are all are connected by the speed in which they occur and When you sit back and say all right, let me slow down here. Let me get the facts Let me think about how I want to handle this yeah. I, I give you an example um, Go back a year and a half ago the pandemic hits and everybody's crazy and and, and reacting all over the place and somebody goes on TV and, and says make sure you have all your paper products <laughs> oh yeah totally paper. everybody got nuts and we couldn't find toilet paper okay if ever would have everyone would have stood uh, you know slowed it down and said okay let me think about this what if i have to quarantine maybe i come up positive or they think i do or whatever i'm gonna have to stay in my house this isn't you know uh, the bomb went off and nobody has anything we have family and friends who absolutely would have come to your house and put mm -hmm. the, and the supplies on your on your porch and you give them their money and that's the end everyone would have been okay but instead we hoarded everything we possibly could yeah. and 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 a lot of people threw half of that out after yeah. the pandemic ended and so it, it was going so fast and everyone was emotional and getting angry when all you do is slow down and say, let me think about this. Let me get my information. That's all I'm doing in the book. Present the problem, get the information, go to the solution. Uh, it's a thing I call present, understand, fix. Present the problem, get all the information you can, slowly think about what you want to do, and that's those steps you're talking about. Right, and then, you, and then along and with that is to keep the emotions out of it. So you have like seven steps that keep emotions out of it. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, again, it's it's one of those things where when you're dealing with emotion, and I just presented one of the first ones is slow down. And, and I tell people, if you must do breathing exercises, uh, put things in your life that uh, that meditation or whatever that will help you slow down. That's such an important key to getting those emotions out of the way. Because what we're looking to do is get your intellect working first. It doesn't mean, you know, when I say to people, get your emotions out, they think, you know, I I'm going to turn them into Mr. Spock or something. All <laughs> I'm talking about is get your intellect first. Yeah. Okay? When you go fast, your intellect's reacting to negativity, anger, and fear. When you slow it down and get the facts, your emotions are now expressing factual information. 
which now can be positive. And that's what that's how you want your emotions to be. But you can't do it by going, you know, 100 miles an hour. And that's what we do. We hear something, we react, and then we act. You know, that's why you see all these posts on Facebook and everywhere else. Then you look and say, why in the world would you post something like that? Mm -hmm. Because they didn't think they got angry. They attacked and they settled scores or they we've decided that we all have to have the podium every so often. And we post something that, you know, when you look back at it a week later, you say, I don't even remember. I posted that. Yeah, exactly. Even if you take it down, a lot of people saw it. That's the end and, of it. You know, some people have screenshotted. It's always, it's, it's going to haunt you. So, you know, yeah. I mean, I just, That's I just people need did this the other day. Someone yeah. wrote me something. I tried to do a good deed. Someone asked me for a favor because I knew somebody and said, can you talk to them for me? I did that. I said, you know, I, you know, really didn't want to, but I will because they asked me, you know, so that's being helpful, right? Not being a people pleaser, just being helping a friend, right? So I asked, this person barked at me. I don't know. I can't control that person. I can't control the way they're going to answer me. So I tried, you know, they're like, please stop. And I said, okay, yep. But I I'll tell you what you find is if you're a person that acts emotionally, you will find that the rest of the world acts emotionally around you. If you're quiet, people tend to be quiet. If you deal with the world positive, in positive terms, they want to do that because the very fact that you're being positive and then they are negative really shows the difference in the two people. Right. You, know, you, don't, you don't see it too much if two people are negative and two people are in the drama. But if you're positive and someone goes negative, they catch themselves. And what you'll see them doing is explain themselves and backtracking and trying to go positive. So I just try to be positive around everyone because I, I would like that feedback to come in my direction. I think it makes sense. Yeah, it does. You know what I would like to do? I'd like to have a bunch of your handbooks on hand. And then when I'm dealing with these people, there you go. Like, Here, read this and then get back to me. Okay. We can have a discussion then. Yeah. <laughs> I really seriously would. I would love to do that. That would, it would be perfect because there's, everybody is covered in here whether you're struggling or not everybody is covered in this book you seriously do even the your chapter on lying i adore i was like oh my gosh this is this is great why people lie and you know again you know for the most part you know honesty is always the best policy you know it's, it's you don't have easier. time to waste so why lie and that's good your life is going by the moment that just passed you can't get back nope. and, and i and i say to people do you are you thinking about that because you know what what when it's all said and done it's not going to be about gee i went to disneyland or i did the, and, and these hundred or 200 things you did that were magnificent in your life because mm -hmm. when you string them all together you might get a year out of it and all the rest of your life what was the rest of it all about that's what the whole thing is. And, and you should be able to be happy in all the moments of your life. And the little thing, the little thing should set the tone for how you live life. But we look for grandiose uh, destinations to get there. Yeah. It's a journey. You, you, want, you want to be on that every day and you want it to be positive. I start my day with the first statement is 
I'm going to have a good day. I'm going to make this day good. Uh, it, it sounds crazy, but that's a decision I make when I get up in the morning. I have yeah. decided, and, and you know, a lot of people get up and you know that five minutes because really the five minutes before you get out of bed that sets the tone for your day. People don't understand that. Mm. And if you get up and you start worrying, and I got to get to work, and I hate this thing, and oh man, I got to do that today. Well, you're you're way off track already. Mm, yeah. Thing about your day you can't handle. Get up, you know, make the decision. I am going to do whatever mm. I have to do today to make my world good, be productive, and, and be happy. If you make that decision, and you learn to, to, to implement things, it works every day. Yeah, and it's not it's not something that's difficult. People think, oh my god, I got to think of something positive. Dude, you woke up. How more positive can you be? It's like. I, ha I have issues. I have. Uh, I, I did the splits two years ago. Not a good idea. Fifty-seven years old. Just warning people out there. <laughs> and I wake up in pain, but I wake up. That's the point. The pain reminds me I'm alive. That I'm still able to do whatever. And it's like, yo, pain. Deal with it. You know. I'm not sure who's got to deal with more, me or the pain, because I can be a pain to the pain. So, you know, it's, as silly as it sounds, you have to. Make that, that, like you say, make that decision in the morning. Wake up and find that positive. You're awake. You're alive. You're breathing. There are other people who are not. You know, you know, I'm walking. I'm walking around in pain. There are people who can't walk. So find that moment of positivity and just let it lead your day. So, yeah. It's a word. I like, I like this guy. I like this guy. What I've been telling people is, because uh, everyone says, uh, you know, you find this, you find that. I say, you can do that. Why don't you create it mm. instead of looking for it? Why don't you decide the person you want to be and then go create it? That's what the book is all about. You're not creating the person I want you to be. You're taking, you're learning how to be a creative person who's passionate mm. about your life, who's honest, who's productive. You're learning to create that. You know, look at the way we think we're, we're coming out of the pandemic and what are we doing? looking for the new normal i don't know what that could possibly be you create yes. your normal that's what you do yes. and then you become the person you want to be if you don't do that you're stuck trying to look at and determine what everyone else wants from you and maybe you get yeah. five minutes of acceptance the rest of the time you're not going to because they're stuck in their negativity too yeah. create your positive world you create it right Right. And a lot of people struggle with being positive, And I always say, too, and that this I learned through the, the 12 steps and, and there's kind of, you know, bits and pieces of that thrown into your 52 million. It's, it's, it's very small step. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, much. there's a lot of it in there. And I, you know, I look at it, but I've always said that, too. The gratitude list is so important. Because, you know, and you always do that, too, that the keeping up with the Joneses, you know, you you have you could be just you have everything you have, you know, a roof over your head, you have food in your belly, you, you have a job, you know, whatever you have your your significant other, you know, those are all things to be really grateful for. And mm -hmm. then you go into too, um, the difference of what you need, you know, what like you survival, want. what you need to survive and what you want. You know, and it's completely different things. Well, and that's what we get caught up in. You know, the the, girl, the teenager that comes in the office and says, uh, I need a new cell phone. And I said, <laughs> when did you get the last one? Last year. 
does it still work? Yeah, it works great, but the new one's out and it does these other things. I need that. I said, no, you don't. I said, mm-hmm. all you need is a phone that allows you to make your telephone call, maybe text if you want to. So that's all you need. The rest of mm-hmm. it is what you want. And that new phone is going to cost you, she says, oh, $1,800. And I said, 1800 for a phone. Nope. How will you pay? Oh, it's not a problem. They, they wrap it up once a, in my bill once a month. I said, so it's an extra, what, uh, $100? Yeah, and then you get finance. Norm, you know, what do we need? We need food. We need water. We need shelter. We, you know, safety. We need, those are the needs, those kinds of things. Yeah. The rest of it are all desires. And when yeah. you get caught up in thinking that your desire is something you need, then your world gets very complicated. Right. And you and you're never happy because you're always looking for the next quick fix. Exactly. You know, and, and like the, that's you just know, what the, it is. Quick. The, it happens fast Jones, and it dies quick. Yeah. And the Joneses down the street, they got a new car. So you gotta get a new car? No. You know, my car is old. It's paid for and it gets me from A to B just as much as that Lexus down the street does that they're paying, you know, five, six, seven hundred dollars a month for. Right. And I pay nothing. My insurance is lower. Everything is lower, you know, just so what? So you can ride in luxury for what your trip to the grocery store. Well, you know, when, when you're when you're living like that, people take advantage of you. Um, we came out of a pandemic. They saw everyone is uh, still excited and, and uh, nervous. And they're in that mode where they're trying to acquire everything. So now in our area uh, to buy a house, um, First of all, the, the inventory is down to next to nothing. Uh, people are listing their homes who want to sell them 20, 30 percent above. People are coming in and they're now having bidding wars and you can sell your house and make 70,000 over what you asked for. Not over what the house is worth. Mm-hmm. The house may be worth 150. You may ask 200 and somebody's going to pay 250 because everyone now is back into I have to have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so, a status. And, and, and so it's ridiculous. So what will happen is a year from now, the bottom will fall out and the $250,000 home you thought you bought is now back to being worth one hundred and eighty, and you are paying your your insurance that will only cover the one hundred and eighty because that's what your house is worth. But you have two fifty invested in it. And if you if you have to sell it. You're going to take a fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollar loss because you had to have it now. Yeah, yeah. And again, that's it. Slow down. <laughs> you know, think it through. Get all the facts. Right. So you, you live in you live in in Pennsylvania. I live in I, Pennsylvania. I, you know, we're like a couple hours apart. But I was from Massachusetts. Massachusetts houses are very expensive. You know, I sold my house and bought this freaking. Castle mansion castle, castle. Right? for I mean if this house that I paid what I paid for it up in Massachusetts would be like a million dollar house easy mm-hmm. you know I didn't even pay anywhere close to that down here there's no way you know taxes are high but but the house cost was nothing you know what I mean not compared to up there but I looked at a hundred houses before I bought this one you know I I did I took my time you know, because I mean, I have several houses in now. <laughs> you know? So now this is hopefully going to be the last one. I said that was the last one. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? The next one's going to have wheels. 
But then, uh, yeah, if I do it again, if we if we move, Bob, we're going to something smaller. You know, this, this house is killing me. <laughs> it's it's going to be a Winnipeg. We're going to travel up here to Canada. Well, maybe, maybe. Had one of those, too. Got rid of that. Because, uh, yeah, my, my late husband was one of those had to have things. Well, that was, he had to have a camper to go on the beach, right? So we had to pay. We bought a brand new camper. Right? 32, 34, whatever, 36 foot driving camper you know whatever four-wheel drive we had to have four-wheel drive so we the only way we could get that put into a camper was to buy it new and send it to pennsylvania to a place the quigley factory where they install it but they'll only do it and guarantee it on new vehicles so ten thousand dollars for that you know had to have that then he had to have air things put in the shocks that blow up like balloon thing you know just like Oh my God. So all the guys, every time you drive out into the beach, all the guys would go up to their, their new rigs, their fishing rigs and their, whatever they're driving. And they would do this like all day, pounding that show. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we got this and we have that, you know, and, it, and we, and us girls would sit back and just let them go. <laughs> just let them go. You, you see that everywhere. So it's in big things. It's in small things, but again, you know, uh, you should also be able to feel secure. You should be able to feel, okay, I got something I like, but it didn't hurt me financially. Uh, it doesn't cause me worry. It doesn't yeah. cause me to say, to say, you know, uh, how am I going to pay this bill? My credit card doesn't show that tw 10 or 20 or $30,000 balance. With, you know, I got all these things I want, but, you know, by the time I'm done with my monthly payments, I'm not getting to everything in that credit card I pay the minimum on, and I'll have that probably my entire life, or at least until I claim bankruptcy. <laughs> right. Well, that's that's my point, you know, and that's why I try to instill in my kids and everything else, too, and everyone I talk to. You know, if you can't afford it, don't get it. You know, if you don't need it, is it life-threatening? You know, it's not life-threatening, then don't get it. You know, yeah, you no, know, you don't need to have the newest and latest phones. You don't need to have the biggest and shiniest car. You know, as long as you're getting to work and you're getting back and forth and you're getting the things that you need, it doesn't have to be the most expensive thing if you can't afford it. If you can, do it. You know, when my, that, that was my late husband, he could afford that. Okay, me? No, I was kind of like, you know, I was scared of the whole thing. But, you know, he said we could afford it. We did. We had it paid for, you know. He was a roofer and a construction guy, so he made good money, you know. So I'm like, all right, you know. But me now, I'm just like, yeah, I'm really frugal, you know. <laughs> Unless it's a fox, uh, I need fox. Yeah, this is a fox. Yeah, if it's a fox, you know, I, I got to get that fox. <laughs> no, <laughs> the other thing I tell people about when you're going crazy trying to, I call it the acquisition merry-go-round. Uh, the more as you're acquiring things. You don't realize how stressful that is and you are people are getting sick um they're coming up you know the the amount of people on uh, antidepressants and anxiety medications today when i started counseling uh, maybe five percent of the people came in now it's more like 80 75 80 percent of the people who come in my office are already on medication wow. now the world is that horrible. That. It's what we're doing to ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're buying into this. You know, get what you want. And if the symptoms start, medicate the symptoms. And, you know, if you look at on television now, you see all these uh, prescription drug commercials. Well, 
why think think to yourself why would those commercials be on television because we can't buy the medication it has to be prescribed by a doctor so why would they yep. try to sell they're not selling the medication they're selling a drug culture they're they're, mm -hmm. they're teaching us that the only way to live and live healthy is to get on these medications so people do whatever they want and then they just go on the medication which for a while betrays your body and you're sick again yeah you know all those things yeah all those things every emotion take a pill take a pill take a pill put your kids on pills i hate it i hate it i've yeah. got five-year-olds coming in on these things i've got uh 10 12 11 year old kids that are coming in and they're on light doses of antidepressants you know if they're going to live 50 60 more years that's how they're going to live yeah that's not living no but that's the culture that's being taught to us that's why mm -hmm. these on TV, it's it's very cartel like you know, when you look at it. It's it's a it's a big it's the, one of the biggest businesses we have in, in this country, telling you that you must do it their way, and mm -hmm. then you be happy. You know, go eat whatever you want to eat, then take this diabetes medicine, which eventually will lead to all the other complications in your body anyway. Yeah. And, and so why not just eat properly? Get your weight down, and you'll yeah. come off the medication. Yeah. Avoid it altogether. Yeah. Right. Maybe, you know, go right to the source. And that's what you're saying. Use your intellect over. Think it through. Right. And you write know, it don't down. follow the crowd. Following the crowd is a parade going in circles. That's all it is. And you and you jump in the end of the parade and walk in circles around with these people. And for why you you don't even know where you're going when i say to people you're doing that why tell me why mm -hmm. you're doing mm -hmm. then they start giving me simple answers that don't make any sense and eventually they'll say well it's what everyone does it's what we do i said well that's not an answer i asked you why you're doing it yeah because everyone else does it so you don't know why and if you don't know why <laughs> how can you determine where you're going and be productive and be happy because the only thing you have in front of you is following the crowd that you don't know. You know, you're riding someone else's wave. Again, that's the kind of analogy. I tell people, create your own wave and ride that. It's yours. Fun. Let it be yours. If they want to follow you, great. Right. You be the one leading. Right. My dad used to always say, if they all jump off the bridge, you're going to jump off the bridge. Oh, you know? oh my God. Do all fathers say that? They all say it. You know, so we had to say it to our kids, you know, we've got to pass that little tidbit along. So, you know, <laughs> let's not all go to the bridge. <coughs> but but uh, but also now you bring up things, and I think this is important, too, is uh, about boundaries and boundary thieves. <laughs> so those are your two, like, key terms. So we, we kind of talk about that a lot here. You know, some, some people that ha don't know how to put it make their boundaries with the people that are hurting them or taking advantage of them, you know? So what is an, what's an easy process and what, what would they need to do? Again, you're, you're going slow. You're saying to yourself, okay, you start with what is the person doing um, that I, that either hurts me or causes me pain or uh, makes me afraid or just makes me angry because they shouldn't be doing it. Now you're going to look at that and you're going to say, okay, now I, what do I want to happen here? And, and that's really the boundary. I want that person to stop taking my stuff, okay? Mm -hmm. So you that's, that's your boundary. Now, 
then it's it's learning how to communicate that to the person because again now you're back to you know like that old ghost screaming thing now you're into the, i gotta go i gotta go tell this person who continually does this thing to me and is rude enough to do this that i don't want them to do it anymore and then you, you start figuring out how what you're going to do and i simply say you go to them it, first of all if they are rude enough and hurt you losing them as a friend isn't a big deal so mm -hmm. that's the worst. that's what you ask yourself what's the worst that could happen here they don't yeah. want to be around me okay if they don't want to be around you it all stops or maybe they are they are good people but they're doing the wrong thing because you're letting them yeah so tell them you do not want this to happen that's part that's part a part b is the harder part which is when you defend it because they are not going to pay it. if they were rude enough to do it to begin with they're probably rude enough to continue and, and there are so many you, people like this I swear you to God, said no does not mean they're going to stop now it comes to boundary defense right. if you and that is an if then statement if you do this then i will whatever mm -hmm. So if 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 you know if you're taking the candy off my desk, I'll I'll I won't bring the candy in. I'll lock it in my drawer. Whatever, I will do these things. They will then try to make you feel like you're the you're you're the one that's wrong. I can't yeah. believe you're behaving like this. Yeah, yeah. It's just What the issue is is about respect. I told you don't. You went mm -hmm. and did it. So it isn't about the candies. It is about your disrespect of me. Yep. If I tell you that's mine, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Right. If you do this, then I'm going to hide it. Or I'm going to say, I really don't want to bother with you anymore, whatever it may be. And so then you're telling them what's going to happen if they do decide to cross the boundary. Yes. And, but if they do it, then you can't back down. Otherwise, you've now told them that, that you're okay. to do nothing. Yeah. I'll right. come. Okay. I get angry at no. you, and then you'll, well, you'll do it again, and I'll say, "Okay." This is my boundary person right here, Jojo. She's she has had her boundary. Her boundaries have been just obliterated, you know. And it's family though that obliterate. They're the worst. But yeah, because you can't. Mm -hmm. you, know, like, hey, you can walk away from a friendship, but family members are family members. It's not so easy to walk away. However, you can. You know. You can, and even children can, and they can, um, what, divorce their family, divorce their parents mm -hmm. and whatnot. What, what's the word? Um, Emancipate. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, they can leave. You know, they, they can't. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's not impossible, but it's tougher, you know, and it's really tough when you, when you have uh, family members that are just abusing you in that, like, the worst possible kinds of ways, you know? Yeah. And it really messes with your mind, too, because these are people that you're supposed to trust. Well, yeah. again, it's about confronting situations. If you know that uh, you have to be able to feel that you're worthy, you're worth it, uh, that people should respect you. And if you tell them that that's just the way it's going to be. They either comply or they're not part of your life. Mm -hmm. Or you're going to make changes, you know, uh, if, if, if it's a family, if it's a child, you know, it's one of the kids and they continue to do that, you know, they typically depend on us. So we're going to pull something. You know what? I'm not paying for that for you anymore. You did the, you know, you're, you know, why should I be there and, and give you all these things that you don't need 
uh, and then you treat me this way. Yeah. I, you know, and, and, but it can be a vicious cycle. I mean, that, that the insanity part of it, you know, doing the same thing over and over and over and over and expecting different results, you know. Yeah, people don't cross our boundaries because um, it's, it's them. obviously they have, they're not being very nice. They cross our boundaries, however, because we don't have them or we let them. Yeah. It's the only way someone can cross a boundary is if we allow it to happen. Yeah. And if the type of peer person that, you know, they're going to get uh, abusive or well, then you can leave. You, you, always, you always have options. They may not be comfortable options to you. You know, right. leaving is never comfortable. Leaving yeah. has lots of questions and lots of new new territory that's unfamiliar and, 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 and scary. But you make a decision. If I if I go start over and I don't have this toxic stuff that's happening to me, maybe my life gets better. But, you know, staying in it, oh, it might be that little comfort zone. Boy, am I paying a big price for the comfort zone? Yeah. <laughs> right. I actually had this conversation with a young lady today, but it had nothing to do with her family. She uh, she had to go see her doctor today, and she has back issues, and she's had them since she was born. She's got this uh, fusion in her spine. I can't remember exactly what it is. And she had to go see the doctors today. And she says, I really don't want to because all they're going to tell me is I need to lose weight and have a gastric bypass surgery. And I was like, excuse me, that's not the, what they're supposed to tell you. They're supposed to listen to you. I said, you need to, you know, tell them that's not what I want. I said, she says, yeah, but I'm so tired of them focusing on my weight. I said, well, then tell them. I said, you are, a, you are an amazing young lady. I said, you have an amazing amount of caring and abilities to help other people to the to, to the point where you overextend yourself physically i said if you go in there and the doctor starts to say well you need to say you know what doc thanks for your opinion but it's just your opinion i know it's not all about because she hasn't always been a big girl it's just with the issues of not being able to do what she needs to do physically to get better because she's in too much pain i was like just go to another doctor. You need to work on something else. The losing the weight will come as after effect of being able to have some pain management. So it's like, she says, yeah, but I'm so tired. I still have to tell them that. I'm going to use nice words. Just tell them to shut up. When it comes to that, you can. Um, okay, I know I'm in Canada. Y'all are in the States. But there's a way to get another doctor. You don't, you're not stuck with one for the rest of your life. So just tell them, hey, you know what? Thanks, your opinion. I think I'm going to go find somebody else's opinion that works with what I need to get done. Again, you all, we always have options. Yeah. And, and, and you know, as, as you were talking, I'm thinking to myself, you know, we're, we're, we're real good at advocating when we want the new cell phone. I want that. I have to have that. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to taking care of ourselves, for some reason we fall apart, you know, and what yep. the reason, the reason is, it, it causes us to change, which we mm -hmm. hate and we fear, and it causes us to be hold ourselves accountable, and we have yeah. to now go get a little uncomfortable. And when we factor those things in, it none, none of us want to do that. We yeah. want everything that you know, we want everything to be given to us, or we want to acquire it without all the work. Yeah, that's why we want everything to be smooth and not have any bumps in the road. Yeah. Right. We don't we like change. We don't like discomfort. But unfortunately. Growth, no growth occurs 
when everything's the same. Mm -hmm. You must go take risks. You must experience change. And that uncomfortable feeling, it's uncomfortable because you're growing. That's yeah. why it's uncomfortable. You have That's to fall down and get hurt to be able to get up and get better. Exactly. What's the worst that can happen? Somebody right says no. And then I say, okay. Yeah. I always tell people challenge yourself, change things up a little bit. Don't don't stay in the same routines. Don't keep Step out of your box. Make yourself comfortable. Challenge yourself. Get mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Learn how to deal with that and overcome that uncomfortable feeling. That's where growth is, and then you will no longer be afraid of it. Right. And now again, I'm going to say, going to reference back to your book, how you wrote it in the book about this, about you know making a change. But you know, a lot of people will be like, oh well, that, that's not me. And then you read like, well, you get up and you do this and you drive to work and you get your coffee and you do, you know, you do these same things every single day because you're on that little treadmill, you know, and, mm -hmm. and you're following the thing. So you get in your car, you go to Dunkin' Donuts, you go to the work, you go, you know, you go all these things all the time. So if you drive down the main street to work, maybe take a side street maybe go the other way <laughs> you know don't go to Dunkin's go to Starbucks go, just just do something something different just to break up that routine but you yeah. know a lot of people will be like well it's not me but if you think about it that way yeah it is you well it has to be it has to be because that's the way the human mind works the human mind wants to find routines that constantly don't challenge make us feel uh, comfortable, make us feel happy. So it's always looking for that. So when someone says, no, that's not me. Yeah, it is. You may be happier with your particular routine, but it is a routine. The question I ask people is, tell me what you, how you change things up all the time. Be specific and tell me that. And that's when the conversation stops. Well, no, I, you know, well, I did this last week. I said, well, that's wonderful, but you're not, you're not introducing change that will challenge you. It's the two mm -hmm. C's. I say it's change and challenge. You know, you, you, you know, you, you can change the routine. I'm going to go to that different uh, uh, place to eat. Uh, yeah, but that's not a challenge. Maybe there'll be a couple new people yeah, here. But it's just something but, to get you sparked to right, get you that way to right. But I if you said, you know, I don't know how to do this particular thing. Now I've got to go take maybe a class to do it. Mm -hmm. That's going to maybe take me three or four months and maybe a little investment. And then people will say, well, I don't have the money. And I will say, you bought how much beer and cigarettes this week? You know, you always have it. It depends how you yes. spend it. Yeah, exactly. What you, what you prioritize. You exactly. Know? And so I, I always tell people, challenge yourself. You'll know you're growing if you're uncomfortable. If you yes. are if you are not getting uncomfortable, you're not growing. Right. You're mm -hmm. where you are. You know, you, you, if you take a college course, it's okay, geez, uh, I don't care. Something simple. Uh, photography. Uh, you know, it, it's a whole lot easier to grab your camera and go out and start snapping things. Then they say, wait a minute, we're going to learn about lenses today. And there's 20 lit different lenses and you're going to learn about magnification and now you're going to memorize wait that's oh, this is going to take some time we're <laughs> going to talk about color darkness and light and shadows and all these things you never knew it's work but when that course is over and you put all the time in and how to take the tests and everything else you are now closer to being a, a professional photographer what do you want to do? Be the person that snaps in the camera into whatever or the person who knows exactly what to do. 
because that's the one who you see and say, wow, you really take good pictures rather than the one over here and says, well, that's not even in the center, you know? <laughs> yeah. so, right. what, who do you want to be? It, it, it takes time. You know, when I wrote the book, I didn't just start writing and many, many authors do that. I, I took a year of my time and, 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 and investigated the entire public, uh, publication industry. Everything from how books are written, uh, the, the publishing people, uh, copy editors, agents, um, publicists. I I wanted to know the whole thing. Then I decided. Then I looked at how you write a book and how you design it. So when you're saying, "Gee, I like that design," I took a lot of time so that when the time came for me to write the book, I knew what that was design was going to be. And then after I started it. I did three research projects with college kids to see how they were responding to this. So I had an in college kids, I, it's of various ages, so that I knew that this was getting where it needed to go. That was two years. Then I started writing the book. The book took me 18, 18 uh, months to write. But people say, how long did it was the whole process? I say three years, three and a half years. They say yeah. it takes that long to write a book. I said, only if you want to do it right. The next book <laughs> will take me 18 months or whatever. But I learned what the takes. entire industry before I started doing interviews. And I'm at about 110 now in the past year. I sat down and said, let's look at the, at the interview format. Let's look at all the ways I'm going to do it. So when you said StreamYard, I said, okay, I know what I'm doing there. I knew how the, the camera had to be set up. I know what what um, uh, the specs the cameras are using for that because they're not all the same in Zoom and what everything's yeah. different. If you know what you're doing, get a clear picture, upload times, all those things. People are not doing that. They're just jumping right in. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's the old story. I got I got the, the thing in the mail that I have to put together. It has 20 pieces and I just start. But the instruction sheet's right there. Why don't you take 15 minutes and read that first? If you do that, you're going to put half the amount of time into building it and you're going to swear much less <laughs> nothing will be broken and and that rotten company that you bought it from in china should blow up right <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny if that if that well i i have a book in process i've had it in process for a long time it's going to take me a long time to do it because i'm that anal <laughs> i'm that methodical i'm that you know <clears throat> i just that's what i'm saying this is the best book and i'm glad you call it again a handbook because it is the it, it's i read a lot look i read a lot of books you know i have a lot of people on the show that talk about all these things like i said you go through so many processes so many different areas and aspects in day-to-day -day, every single person's life you know you cover everything and i just adore that you know i want to be that i want i want to write a book that has that kind of enthusiasm yes. from someone who's read it. You know, I mean, that's what I want. I don't want to just put the book out to get it done, you know? So that's my that's my goal. It would be definitely to to do what you have done here. So I you know, if you if you write another book, I definitely want it because I know it will be this good, if not better. You know Well the next book is actually gonna be the Fix Yourself Handbook Two. 
Um, this book is designed to get people to the next level. But we all know what happens when you get to the next level. Since you don't know how to live there, it's like a diet. You know, I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose these 50 pounds. And then I get there. And next thing I know, I feel I've got the goal and I'm done working. And I'll go back for that burger. Donuts, whatever. Yep. So the next book is going to be designed to help you stay at the level that you that that you've uh, the new level you've arrived you've arrived at. Mm -hmm. I think that's a lot. Again, that's another thing I think is missing in self help. People write the book and say do this, and then they don't tell you how to live at the new level. So yeah, let's do that. Let let's give people a chance to to understand what the new way of life that they're, that they're uh, coming into is and how they should function at that level. Yeah. It's, it's, no it's like being told that you need to lose weight. You need let's have the gastric bypass surgery and you're clear. But it's not that simple. No. That might be a starting point, you know. And even that, it's not the starting point. There's other steps you have to do before that. So everything starts somewhere and you have, you did, your starting point was when you chose to write this book, you did research on everything that led up to the two years was a lead up to you were following those breadcrumbs and eventually hello we baked a cake and that was the book but it's still not the final it's not totally finished because everybody who gets to taste it gets to digest it gets to give their opinion on how you know how it made them feel and, and then there's the steps in the middle you write the book and you say ah oh, this is great i've done it and yeah. then the copy, you do the advertising. Yeah. the copy editor gets it and that's sort of like your 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 first uh, uh, a couple uh, couple months when you're in high school in, in English and and you write that that uh, paper those red marks term paper and 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 it comes back with three hundred red marks so I I did this and it had at the time about two hundred ninety pages and they wanted to cut it down and that was fine but the my copywriter who's a fantastic woman she's just just you know made me helped me become a professional writer, not just a good writer. Uh, it came, comes back and I had it pulled. That's where you could just go, you know, and I said, <laughs> it's time for me to rethink this. Who is this person going to be in my life mm -hmm. now? And so he's going to be my nemesis, my, my, you know, you know, take me in the basement and beat me, or she's going to be my best friend in the world. Pick. I decided yeah. on the second one. And yeah. I said, I will just go through the comments one at a time. There's no mm -hmm. time limit on it. I don't want to get it done by the weekend because I want to go out and play. If it takes me a month, six weeks to go through it, that's what I will do. And then you, and I did, she came back. She says, great. That's what we call a line edit. Now we're going to go into the second edit. And I said, huh? <laughs> so she comes back mm -hmm. and she comes back with them all again much uh, higher level but now we're going to go through that so now there's another month month and a half get that all done she gets back and says now we're there so now we have one more edit to do i said what is that which is your formatting edit that's when we're going to prepare it for the book to actually be written as a book yeah so my point is i thought i was done i had six more months to go now yeah. you know you go into, okay, now I'm going to try to get a, uh, an agent. And that's what everyone does. And they put together these query letters. And I said, well, time to research query letters and synopsis and all those things. So I did all that. And I, and I wrote a fantastic query letter, but it, I had no idea what the agents wanted. You read about it. 
So I contacted a person who it was professional at this. And I said, this is what, you know, what I'm doing. She says, if you want me to edit it, I'll edit your query letter cost a couple hundred dollars. I said, that's great. And she came back, said 95% great. Make these couple changes, send it out. And when I did that, um, I sent it to 36 or 39, whatever it was, agents in the first run and 11 bit. So, and, and she's saying that's next to unheard of. You, right. you know, you're normally sent out to 100 and maybe one or two if you're lucky. So, you. you know, if again, it's, it's not about look at that guy, how great he did. It's that that guy took his time. Mm -hmm. so took that means go back and learn about everything, learn about what we have to do, and then plug it in. And, and, and there are people that know much, much more about this industry than I do. Yeah. So it was about taking what they said. It's interesting. They told me all this stuff in the beginning. Of course, I didn't want to hear any of it, but I <laughs> hit the bullet and followed it. And everything they said was right. Everything they said came true. Yeah. And then, you know, so now we're into it gets published and 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 it's award-winning book and people are you know i'm doing a radio show and i'm doing television i'm doing all these things and and now people are saying geez i can maybe i can do that i said just get ready and do everything that you're supposed to do if yeah. you do that why not yes you can get there but it's all worked and and even now now i'm promoting now i'm doing you know, like and now it's that part of it takes about 12 to 15 hours a week. It's it's another it's a it's a big time yeah. part time job. Um, yeah. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to put that time in? Yeah, you know, I was working with with with, the, uh, with one of the concepts I had to work with till about 11:30 last night. You know, and uh, and then two hours this morning because someone came in and said we're we're going to do this. Do you want to be part of it? Sure. Well, that was two hours, and now Eastern time it's eight o'clock, yes. and we're going to ten. And uh, it, but but you get mm -hmm. to the point where uh, when you're doing this now, I love every minute of it. You know, I haven't met, I haven't done any interviews where I, can, where I walked away and said, okay, I didn't learn something. I didn't meet wonderful people, and we didn't do something that was productive. Every one of them has turned out to be a huge positive experience. Yeah, but it's set up that way. That that was the design said from the beginning. Am I willing to do all the work? Now I'm I'm using the book as an example, but I that's how I apply it to my life. You know, I mean, yeah. if I'm going to do this life and I want to be happy, I'm going to figure out what's going to get Gotta me happy about me inside. I want to get all those things inside me and turn them into PowerPoints. And then mm -hmm. and so that whatever comes on in my life, I'm able to go with it. Right. You can tell that you can tell that by reading it, that you actually live this, you know, mm -hmm. so it's not like you just preaching steps i know we have to take commercial break i know we'll, we'll take our commercial break yes we will but but that's but that's the point is you definitely know that you do live your life like this you yeah it, it, you're not just you're not just preaching it you're living it you have to if, if you exactly. don't live it why preach it that's my opinion if you get if, if yeah, you there's, there's it's not, not a lot of people out there that do that say, not, not as i do you know, yeah, I'm yeah. doing mm -hmm. it, and if I'm doing it, I am understanding where your problems are, so that's exactly. why I can move it to the next level. Yeah. All right, let's do our commercial breaks. We're going to play three little commercials, and then we'll be back, and we'll pick this right back up again. You're oh, so yeah. fascinating. The 
Fox Den is now proudly sponsored by Vortex Ghost Gear, one of the leading fabricators of paranormal equipment. Bob Christopher is the founder and creator of Vortex Ghost Gear. He has decades of investigating, starting with his team at NEPA, and as lead in the popular local TV show Ghost Detectives, he has experience of how spirits could be seen or heard. Using this knowledge, he has manufactured equipment for specific scenarios of spirit manifestation and communication. He is the only manufacturer of the popular lifelike trigger prop cats and dogs. Using proximity meters wired to lights and sound, these prove to be highly effective communication devices in the field of study. The HTO, another Vortex exclusive, allowing specific items to be the highlight or trigger of your investigation. For example, place the item on a metal tray or attach directly to any metal object such as keys or glasses that continue to go missing or moved. Ask the spirit to touch the item. The HTO will light. It has a sound option as well. This device was used in Travel Channel's Ghost Nation with great results. The dome, a static detector, can be the most useful device in your gear bag. This is to back up the theory that the spirits manifest using static electricity. Using several, you can track a spirit, for example, walking down a hallway, setting off each as it passes. The geophone detects vibrations. This is another way to track movement. If a claim is footsteps in the hallway or stairwell, set the sensitivity and place the device in that area. Its band of lights will show a range of vibrations from the slightest tapping, lighting only a few lights, to the loudest thumping, lighting the entire range. The EasyScan Ghost Boxes are very popular due to the ease of use. They are custom decorated to the individual or team using them. Bob programs and uses an Arduino-based computer scanning FM waves to potentially communicate with the spirit realm in real time. Every box is unique and all custom hand-decorated by Gina Bankston. The V-Pod has a special place for those who love the idea of REM pods. Use this sleeker, smaller, easier to transport device. It is a must-have in your gear bag. Take your investigating to the next level with many of Vortex Ghost Gear's unique and custom creations by Bob Christopher. Visit www.vortexghostgear.com to view all the products and get your equipment today. You can also investigate with Bob and Gina with ghostly excursions taking people to some of the most haunted locations in the USA. Visit www.ghostlyexcursions.com and join us on our next adventure. Welcome to Vortex Ghost Gear's newest addition to the paranormal equipment lineup. It's called CryptoCords, and this is a musical, motion-activated, coffin-shaped box. The device works first by inserting four AAA batteries. Point the box with the white motion sensor in the direction you wish to monitor. Push the red power button to turn on the device. The music will sound and the light will turn on only for a brief time as it sets itself. The box activates if something crosses or interacts within its range, stemming from the device's sensor in a V pattern to approximately 30 feet. If the barrier is broken quickly, as in if something walks in front of it briefly, the device will sound, the light will turn on, but only for a brief time, and then it will stop and reset itself. 
If something continuously moves in front of the device, the music will light and stay on longer. Keep waving your hand in front of the device to test that. Both the box and the music are customizable. As for the design, it can be almost anything from our basic cross design to your team logo, to your favorite character, theme, or place to investigate, or if you have a haunted location. The music can also be almost anything. This we ask you to find and send to us. It has to be an MP3. Instrument only works best in up to two minutes. If your choice will work, we'll use it. As we custom build and hand paint each box, we always ask for your patience upon ordering. We create each box with pride and send as soon as we possibly can. We have so much more to offer at Vortex Ghost Gear. We welcome you to check out the site for all the paranormal equipment available, including our trigger prop cats and dogs, where there are some new additions to the kennel, the dome, the V-Pod, the HDO, the Geophone, and IR lights. We ask you go to www.vortexghostgear.com and happy hunting. Chris Lee from being a frequent guest on the Fox Den. Chris Lee is a Canadian clinical hypnotherapist specializing in his system of past life therapy, which eliminates people's persistent aches, pains, fears, and phobias, and debilitating emotions without prescriptions, medicine, unnecessary operations, nor ongoing therapy. Many of you already have his hard copy books from his Life in the Past Lane series, and some of you also know that if the books were not readily available, Chris has been very accommodating in sending those books personally. The books include Life in the Past Lane, Fears and Phobias, Aches and Pains, Crimes Against Humanity, with two more in the works, Book 5, History, Fact or Fiction, will be available soon. These are fascinating client true stories and testimonials confirming his system works. He can also teach you how to do a system as well. Currently, Chris is away for a prolonged period of time and is not able to send the hard copy books, but there is a silver lining. He has now made his books available as digital ebooks. To place your order, you can email Chris at book at pastliferap.com or visit the site www.pastliferap.com. While there, hit the shop button where you can see all the books and their descriptions. You will find the currently unavailable hard copy books priced at $15 plus shipping. You will also find the newly added ebooks, which are available for only $7.50 with obviously no shipping. The quickest way to start reading this amazing series. Payment is by bank, e-transfer, or PayPal. Go to www.pastliferap.com or email Chris at book at pastliferap.com to get your ebooks. Sam, what happened? Mama D, I had her change her microphone thing out. I, I, I don't understand. My mic is there, but okay, I'm still. Can you still hear me? Oh, it's like yes. We're good. Yeah. We're but great. 
it just sounds like you know like when you you hit a chord and it would just crack every once in a while so it's like no oh, i just figured i'd let you know i'm sorry you look so cute in headphones <laughs> okay just for everybody who's in the chat room just i put all of those uh, links in the chat room facebook youtube his website uh, twitter instagram go check him out click on the link follow him go follow him find him get his book so if you, yeah so if you're not because you put them all here in the facebook link so if you're watching on youtube they're showing across the bottom of the screen right now so yeah check them out on all the things and you know, I'll, I'll put i'll put them in the youtube show at the end of the night She's so good at that. <laughs> and that's why I have her around. That and being positive. That's, all the, time. that's the only reason I'm kept around because I'm cute and, and <laughs> it's so helpful. It's so helpful and just so cute and just, you know. Did I mention you're cute? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of another cutie, we got another cutie down here, down below us. And and uh, Okay, you mean me, my James Bond? I'm sorry. Yeah. Put that picture back. <laughs> I know this is this is sort of like out there. Put that picture back up. Hold on, hold on. I'm getting there. <laughs> Something about this picture <laughs> reminds me of James Bond, the original James Bond, not the, you know, not Pierce Brosnan. Okay, but the original James Bond, like dashing, debonair. Okay, I have my moment. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cute. But but you know, reeling us back in. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> in shiny ball side um the fix yourself handbook it is just again phenomenal and if you guys missed the beginning part of the show please go back and watch or listen to any of our anchor fm venues which will be available actually tomorrow maybe my comments back up here okay um so again now I, the book now you have 36 chapters along with the preface you know that that goes into it telling you how to use the book and everything. And in these these things, I want to just kind of like, honestly, God, the, the chapters, they're so, they're so perfect. I mean, disengaging life's unhealthy routines, a practical formula to fix your life, brutal honesty, the real test of courage. That really got me. You know, I'm like, yes, you do need to be, you know, no one wants to do this. No one wants to point finger at themselves or go in the mirror and say you know it's easier to point at someone else and say it's their fault they do they did this and they caused that and blah 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 you yeah. know, she never does any of that <laughs> at least not with me but yeah <laughs> but no one wants to you know no one wants to go and, and point this way so that that brutal honesty part of it is just fabulous yeah and the thing is people when people hear brutal honesty you know, a lot of people think oh, they're going to be brutal honest with other people. And the most important, like everything else, most important person you need to be honest with, brutally honest, is yourself. Hello. You can't that's get away from this. That's what the chapter is all about, being honest with yourself. You, you, you can't fix anything unless you're going to be honest. Because yeah. if, you know, if, if, you, if you're going to try to water it down and color it up, what you're fixing is, or trying to fix isn't going to get fixed, you know. And and we have this thing, this idea of honesty as a comfortable little place to be, and uh, that's not what it is. <laughs> if you're going to be honest, you're going to get uncomfortable, and yeah. that's how, that's really how you know you're honest. If you if if you're telling people you're being honest with yourself and you feel no discomfort, I I really challenge you as to whether that's really happening. 
if you're if you're really being honest with yourself, you're going to go inside and get some things that are so attractive to you. And again, you're not telling anybody else this. That's not what this is all about. This is for you to have the right information so you can start changing your life. And you can't change it if you're defending against things and lying and rationalizing with all those things that we do. You know, and another thing I tell people is stop being afraid of it because when you go in and find all that stuff, you're going to find a whole lot of good stuff too because you don't know that's there because you're too busy following everyone else. Mm -hmm. so you're going to go in, you're going to find all the little, those little PowerPoints I talk about, and you're going to find some things that aren't so attractive. But the key is you're finding them. Now, yeah. you can, now you can go and start making the changes, and no one has to know except you. Right, exactly. And again, people feel they get so stuck in their routines. They think there's absolutely nothing wrong with them. When you start reading the book, you're going to find out there are things, you know, that can be adjusted. And yes, you know, yeah, your foundation might be floundering a little, you know, but it, it's so, it's so true. And it's so, just honest to God, it is the best thing I, I've read in such a long time. You know, if when you work with honesty, it's difficult in the beginning, then it becomes yeah. this best friend kind of thing. And then you say, what else can I find? And you start going in because you realize that the last time you did it, something was good. Something mm -hmm. changed. So, I, you know, what, what I don't want for me is to have parts of my personality and my character and my intellect, all those emotions that aren't working. So I want to go find all those little places, turn over all the little rocks and stones, and I want to find all those little things so that I can become, if you will, more internally powerful. I'm not looking for power to assert against other people just for me i yeah. want to be the best version of me i can be and the only way i can do that is to go clear out all the junk that's in there and and, and connect with with the, with the positive energy so i'm going to be as honest with myself as i can and i don't care if i get uncomfortable because i know what i'm going to do is come through that and the yeah. change that i'm going to be able to implement based on that uh, that honesty is going to change my life again that's mm -hmm. what i'm and it's only for the better. Purge, purge, purge. purge. Yeah. And it's only for the better. Because if you're honest with yourself and you find flaws, then that means there's something that needs improving. So it's only for the better. You're not going to find a flaw and go, eh, okay, fine. I know, I'll keep that one. one. You know, we'll, I'll keep we'll working on something else. That's sorry. I think being a redhead sucks. You know, I'll keep that one. <laughs> you know, but no, it, it, these are all finding your flaws are only for the better because it, you can't get, you can't run away from yourself. The point is you can't run. Who is it we had on that Wherever no matter go, what there you are, you're always there. You can't not find yourself because you're there. You look and in the mirror get up and live with yourself every day. Exactly. So I, you, you, I would hope you decide that the person you're going to live with is someone you really like being around, right. uh, you know, otherwise you're on the run all the time. Exactly. And, and then we create those masks that mm -hmm. really aren't who we are so it's not because well, we keep thinking because we don't want anyone else to know we don't want to know so yeah. i'll keep all those things from me i'll create this mask that's who i think i am yeah and then, and then i'll live that way but it but the bottom line is that inevitably has to fail 
you will hit your lonely spots. You will hear, you will get to the point where the negativity will do you in. You'll have trouble with relationships and friendships and, uh, you know, you, and you won't be able to blame the other person anymore because you'll realize that no matter who you were with, you weren't happy. Yeah. Right. Right. And you can geographically try to cure it. And that's, that's not going to happen. Because no, because you're coming along with yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Wherever you go, there you are, you know, and that's that life on life's terms, you know, and the natural flow. And you have a chapter on that, you know, and that that's huge. And people, again, don't want to see it, don't want to admit it. And oh, heaven forbid, don't want to fix it, you know. And that could be, you know, step one for someone where, you know, step one could be getting over anger for someone else, you know. But my question is this. All right. Once they once. All right. I read this book. There's a lot of things that I could work on. I mean, a lot. Right. And. And you have these um, little innuendos in there like, well, you may need counseling if. You know, you may need counseling if, if, if you read a chapter and it's like, you know, if this isn't going to work for you, you may need counseling, you may seek counseling, you know. Now, would that be something that could be like, would you do that personally for someone that's reading the book? Like, would they get in touch with you? Would you say, suggest them to, you know, like, how am I, how am I going to put this? Like, do you do Skype meetings with them or Zoom meetings? We with do all them? different kinds all of that things, kind of stuff. and they may have their own therapist. What I want to make sure people understand <clears throat> is that there are times, for example, um, when uh, women are being abused, the people pleasing, that kind of thing, and they want to leave that toxic, nasty person. That sometimes is overwhelming and you may need some help. Uh, if, if you're dealing with anger and you're having a hard time getting through it, yourself you can do a lot of things i'm suggesting in the book but you may it may have gone so long that you may need someone to help you sort through some things so what i'm saying to people there and all of us need help sometimes sometimes yeah. Do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it yes. doesn't matter uh you know so don't be afraid to get it and, and and be able to feel as though you're worthy enough to do whatever it takes I, I, yeah, be happy, I, I love me enough. I, I am worthy. I am important enough to myself to go out and do all these things. I, all the time in the world and all, all the things I have to do, I'm worth it. And and when we're taking the shortcuts and we're lying to ourselves and we're we're avoiding change and growth, then we're telling ourselves we're not that important. We're yeah. flawed version that we live with every day is just fine for me. I'll cover it up and move on. It's not a real great way, great way to live life. And I'm going to say a little something is that a lot of people will be listening to this show and they'll not want to listen to it because you're showing them a mirror that they've been trying to hide from for so long. So for those people who are out there who are listening, I don't want to listen to this. Don't be afraid. This is not, this is not a bashing thing. This is, you're not going to bash yourself. You're going to build yourself. You're going to find that foundation. You're going to, fill in the cracks by you know answering those tough questions and just build from it yeah there's oh, so yeah. many people there's are afraid no, to say no, i'm going to there's therapist. No, no bashing yourself in this no. book whatsoever not no the book is written to be a positive journey mm -hmm. and again when all in each chapter and i should go into that uh you know we we, we talk about a problem the chapters are four to five pages long and that's mm -hmm. done by design so you're going to get in and you're going to see, okay, honesty, this is what I'm doing wrong. I can see that. Now I'm doing that. 
Yeah. But I don't leave you hanging there. That's always been my gripe with self-help books. Yes, mine too. The same thing. And they don't get to the end and say, now do these things. So at the end yeah. of the chapter, you're going to find four, five, six, ten, whatever it may be, steps that you can take to actually change that. I'm not just telling you that you're doing something wrong or, or uh, you, you, you know, example, people say, you have to love yourself. And I said, okay, I probably looked at a, a thousand different places where people have said that and nobody said how. So right. everyone thinks they have to love themselves. No one knows how to. No so then they all believe they're failing at it. Mm -hmm. And so you know, I build that into how you like yourself first. You know, and all this whole process, because that's what this uh, the whole thing is designed to get to the point where you have self love. But that's not some vague, ambiguous concept that you see in all the quotes everywhere in the world. You know, be the best version of yourself. What in the world is that? You know, yep. until you, you about, about, it about. And, and, and live it, you can't be that. So yeah. I'm teaching people how to get there and I'm telling them exactly what to do. If that's exactly. what you're interested in, Fine. Don't be afraid. You're going to learn. You're going to be told this is what you do. And if you do this over time, your life's going to change. It 100%. And that's exactly how it's written. And it's, you say, it's a step-by-step -step program to transfer your life to one that is happy, healthy, and content. And if you do these things and you read it, just read it, just read through it. You'll understand it just like that. But go back to it when you're struggling with the anger, you're struggling with the abuse, if you're struggling with drugs, if you're struggling with whatever, whatever it is, there is a section of this book. That's why it's a handbook. You can pick it up, put it in your hand. You know, I, I wish I had the hard copy. I'm going to get the hard copy because I have it on the computer. But I, like, I would be carrying this book around with me. You know, I really would. One of the things I, 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 people have been coming at me for the last nine ten months and saying are you ever going to turn this into an audio book mm -hmm. yeah it's in the works now in fact that the, the person who's going to who's going is uh, uh narrating is, is working on it this week starting it this week so within the next month six weeks at the most uh fix yourself handbook will go audio so you can plug it in your car and you can do all the things that right. uh, long trips i mean what a perfect thing to listen to what a perfect yeah. thing. And the perfect thing about this is that you can choose a chapter, a day to read. You don't have to sit down like Gina and get this whole thing done in like two days. She's like a, a reading Amazon, okay? She can do mm. I'm, I'm the type of person, if I sit there and I read too much, it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other. You know, mm -hmm. My yeah, father used to say that when I tell you that. things. Yeah. So take a chapter started yeah. and you don't have to do start at the beginning because yeah. you he's made it so that it's easy to understand each chapter yeah. is is like a mini book in itself so choose yeah. a chapter something sort of pops out to you as a 36 chapters choose a chapter what's your favorite number seven go to chapter seven see what that what that is well i mean if you want ang you know if you're dealing with anger there's chapter 18 right anger games um the one right after that is deciding i think the best one in and who stays out you know i mean but everything goes step by step by step it it yeah. naturally progresses to the next step which yeah. is i love that you know because you're already you've got your mind set into this like all right what am i doing right here what am i doing wrong here you know so your your mind is already going and then where you have the onward every chapter ends with an onward yeah. so that's like okay you do these steps 
you tell everybody this is what's gonna you're gonna get in this chapter. This is what you need to use to deal with everything in this chapter. Then the chapter, all the information is right there. Easily, easily understood. Information is right there. Then your steps are there to do make it happen. And then onward, you know, drive it home. There's that, yeah. you know. And again, if you didn't understand it from this, you've got this. I'm driving it home to you right now. You have that section. Drive it home. You know, I had a nice compliment from a woman who uh, emailed me and said that uh, uh, she read the book. She was on her third time. She said, I just, I, there was so much information in there. She yeah. wanted to go slow and read it. But she said, what she said was she started to realize that every day life was presenting her. And it's just a common, not a lot of problems in this woman's life. Just she just wanted to get better, be be, uh, be more together, if you will. She said every day, at least ten different things would happen that she could find in the chapters. She said she didn't have to go out and look for it; it it's, just yeah. existed. It came into her life every day, and she said, "I can do that better." I, I let me go back to that chapter, and that's what she was doing. So, because part part of the way I wrote the book is designed to be a reference book. When yeah. you're done reading it. Again, these things are going to happen. You might say, okay, uh, here I am, and, and, and I'm not grateful again. Let me go to that chapter on gratitude. Oh, i got to do these things, and I'm going to feel better about this world. You know, you know what uh, else it would be? would be a great coffee table book. You know, now that pandemic is, is ending and people are getting out and going and visiting and whatnot, to have that book on your coffee table and have someone ask you about it, be like, oh, well, I'll tell you what. You want to borrow this book because this is fascinating. This is an amazing book. You know, you know I have couples that are reading the book. I have couples that are reading the book, and and one says, "Well, I'll read the chapter today. You read it tomorrow, and on day three, we'll sit down and see how the, that applies in our marriage." <laughs> using it that way. The other thing I'm finding is that businesses are now using. I'm getting a, a lot of interviews where corporate people are saying. You know what? Because they're finally realizing it doesn't matter what marketing program they, they bring in and how great it is. People still have to learn it and deliver it. And if these people are having all these problems in their lives, the mm -hmm. team isn't working well. So they're taking the Fix Yourself Handbook and they're applying it to corporate structures. So, you know, I'm, I'm seeing it applied. Athletes are using it. You know, I'm seeing oh, it, it applied in all different yeah. places. Yeah, that, and that's the nice part, you know. When you say, "Okay, it does," it, it's doing what it was supposed to do. They, because the bottom line is, there are all these different places they're applying it, but they're people that are applying yeah. it who want to be exactly. more efficient, want to be happier. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You're an athlete. You're, you're a business person. You're married. You're, you're just a, a person living alone. Doesn't matter who it is. We all go through the same things, and if you get better at that, it doesn't matter what you're applying it to in your life. That gets better. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, and then too, like, you know, again, with the parts that were reminding me and referencing to like the 12 step program, which I always love, absolutely 100% hands down, you know, all my life to that program, actually, you know, and th that's this on steroids, I'm telling you, it's just like, wow, you know, um, talk about taking it to the ultimate levels. So I, I like I like, you know, the gratitude to me is very important. Making amends to people, you know, when you do something wrong and let, instead of letting it faster, you know, it, you know it's better to get that out yeah. so you're not go screaming, you know, things like that. Well, you know, it, you have, you have if, chapter if you, 24, keeping life simple. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
you know? if you learn gratitude properly, you're no longer using it as a response. Well, that I got that. That person was nice to me. I always wanted to do that. I did. It's now I'm grateful. If you're using it properly, gratitude is in you all the time. Mm-hmm. It starts inside. Those, those the, 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 that's thankfulness. It, it comes from the outside mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. When you get to the point that you're truly grateful, it works from the inside out. So you're grateful all the time, and whatever comes into your life, you will wrap that gratitude around anything. Now yes. you're at a point that you're happy. Now, now you can really feel what ha- a happy life is all about because you don't need anything outside you to make you happy. You're happy on the inside, and your happiness actually makes the outside world more happy. It's a whole different way to live. Yeah, you're not kidding. Let me ask you about something not not book related. When you when I in the um, video that I put out there for your bio, um, and it was talking about you being the president of um, Community Psychological Center. Mm-hmm. That place. How did that happen? And are you still involved in that? Yeah, uh, that was, uh, you know, I I worked uh, in various clinics and all different types of places. And the last place I worked in, I was a a counselor in a prison. And um, it was at that point I said, you know, uh, I think I want to start doing some uh, private work. So I started to do a a part-time practice. And uh, so I would go to work at the the prison during the day and come home at night. And I was counseling people uh, and and it really started to take off. And then a friend of mine who was also a psychologist said, hey, are you interested in, you know, building a group, getting, you know, some people together? And that's so we started. He and I got together. We had some part time people. Uh, so, and this was in 1988. So it's to the point now where it's 32, 33 years in. He has just retired. A couple people or part timers are just going to start to go their own ways. And uh, I'm going to counsel pro- full time probably till the end of the year. Then I'll go part time and then I'll start really doing uh, more things with the book and online things like that. So it's it was just one of those things where by design it was time to move out of. Uh, having to do things by other people's design. You know, you work in a mm-hmm. clinic, you work in a prison, you, you're really, if you work in, in, in any governmental thing like a prison, now you've got all the regulations you have to go through. You set up your private practice and you're now be, you're able to get creative uh, about what you're doing and build your program the way you want it to be. And and that was the, that's the neat part of it. So I've been doing that now. Again, it's 33 years and... Uh, yeah, that's that's going to be tough, especially like working in the prisons um, to, to hear their stories. And I'm sure a lot of them want to come in and just vent and just, you know, or proclaim, proclaim their innocence, even if they're not or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, but the ones that truly want the help, I'm sure you you got through to them, I'm sure. Well, again, it's one of those things where you learn a lot. You're 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 teaching. You're you're helping people, but you're also learning a lot. You're starting to realize that, uh, okay, you're not as different from those people as you think you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, you you've got the flaws uh, that some, they committed a crime and got there. Aside from that, you know, it, it may be a question of magnitude, but the you know. It's, it's like, you know, that Lexus you're talking about, it's built on, a, a, you know, the same chassis a lot of other cars are built on. It's just done up real a little different. So we look like we're different and we convince ourselves that we're better. Yeah. We are better than no one. No, no, no. Hey, I've been there and done that. 
So, <laughs> so no, I'm not. Um, yes. Made me who I am, you know. But and that's the thing. That's what people forget is a lot of people. And I and I make fun of this when I do my Facebook lives. A lot of people go, "Oh God, here goes this woman again with all her happy, happy, cheery, cheery shit." Excuse my language. But everybody has bad moments. But the the, the way you work through them. Do I have my crappy moments? Heck yes. But do I work through them? That's the point. So everybody's going to have those moments where, you know, they're an old, they just feel like they're in an old soapbox and they can't get out of it. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's the work that you put into the getting out of it. And this book will help. Will give you, give you that, you know, that when the raccoons are stuck in the trash bin, you put that two by four in so you can help them get out. This is that two by four for all of us raccoons who are stuck in that trash bin. Sure is. Exactly. It's designed to be a positive journey. And that's the other thing I like to get people to understand. When you, I, I, One of the uh, companies, they do reviews on books. And, and the woman started her review by saying, I finished this book with a smile on my face. It was one of the, the, the you know, the, those aha moments I got. Said, she got it. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and then after she wrote the review, she called back and uh, she, got back to me and said, um, wanted to let you know, I worked my tail off doing what you said. But at the end of the book, I had this big grin on my face and I realized I could do it. Mm -hmm. that, and I, he said, I never had that anywhere else. I, where I put it down and said, you know, wow, mm -hmm. I can make yeah. this happen. Right, book, yeah. put it down, yeah. I had kind of an ambiguous feeling and maybe something changed. <sighs> this one, she said, I put it down. I was smiling. I said, and I thought maybe the book made her feel good. She said it wasn't as much as the book made me feel good. She said, I made me feel good. Mm -hmm. I decided that moment to do the work. And that's what I realized. Here was a plan. I could follow it. My life is going to change, and I made a decision to do the work. And if I got one a person, or I helped get a person to that point where they said, "I'm going to do the work," that was the goal. That that's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And the difference between this book and like a lot of other, a lot of some, a lot of these books I have on the shelf back here, I would just like throw in the trash. After you read something like this, I would throw them away. I just I wouldn't even suggest them. You know what I mean? Because this is everything. But. I mean, I have one book over here. I'm not going to say the author or anything. It's 500 plus pages, you know, and again, it's like a promise that you're going to get to the, your processes, your steps, you know, how to do, actually do these things. I, it's like, that's like what the whole book is, is leading you to a, a promise of, a promise of, a promise of, you get through the whole freaking thing, almost 600 pages and there's still no steps you know it's like wait and then half of it you can't understand because it will be either too technical you know they'll use words that you know not everybody is going to understand you might have to look up this word look up that word you know and and that irritates me especially when it's a, a book that is designed to help people yeah. or supposed to help people you know and this is supposed to change you at a cellular level and you're supposed to be able to do this and do these internal processes and blah blah blah, blah. again you get nothing by the time you're done reading this thing but a complete waste of your time and you're sitting there scratching your head going what what, what was again this? that's where i say an author really has to sit down and learn how to write well uh, when i began to write the book one of the editors said to me now keep this in mind you're coming out of graduate school you can use the $2 words and the whole deal, but your readers 
don't need that and you're and you're not trying to convince people that you're intelligent keep in mind that you have yeah. the right for people some of whom will not have graduated high school but they really want to get better so learn how to write for everyone you, yeah. you, you're gonna make it sound intelligent but make it simple enough so that intelligent people will feel motivated but people who aren't sophisticated people who don't have a background in education or anything like that, that they look at and say okay i can do this too yeah everybody it's always about the work and if you do the work properly people get better and then you you reap the benefits down the road you don't have to have them right away so do you have superman like on your chest under the you know <laughs> so you got a superman shirt on underneath there <laughs> it's, a tattoo, no, you know? <laughs> it's a tattoo <laughs> seriously you know you must have that godlike status after a while you know because you, know, you, you, like you help you it's help like 2200 people it's interesting so it's just the opposite the better you get at this the more humility you have i write a chapter one of the chapters i, I talk about the arrogance humility paradigm and what that really is nothing more than saying the 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 farther we move ahead the higher we go the more humility we should have because if we don't do that then the learning stops we get to the point that we think we've arrived. And when that happens, all change, all growth, all learning stops. So you have to continue to be a student of life, remain humble. So the, the, the it's just like power. The more power you you get, the less you should use. Yeah. It's, just, it's all that sort of thing. It's learning how to live with life. And I, if I, you know, when I counsel people, I tell you, I've counseled thousands, but there isn't one that I didn't learn something from. Yeah. Uh, because uh, I'm, I need that for me. They need me to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. and, and in the end, as, as we're growing together, the counseling relationship gets better. Uh, families, relationships, whatever. So you, you never get to the point that you, you, that you believe you have the message. You have a message that has to continue to grow and has to be able to, to be changed so that it meets the needs of the people that you love and that you're serving. Ashley put it really nicely. Yeah. People will connect with what they can easily digest and put into motion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's and that's girl. exactly it. And he said it too. Intelligent people can read it. People that haven't maybe graduated high school can read it. You know, kids, you know, could, could read it too. You know, like mom and dad could say, Hey, you know, really let's, let's read or read this chapter to you. You know? Yeah. If a kid is, I think that's you know, about the audio book. For those mm -hmm. people who don't, like, I, I admit, I fall asleep when I read books. I don't know what it is. It's like better than, than meditation music. If So that, for me, I have to read it in bits and spurts. But if you give it to me in audio and I can do reading at the same time, then I'm it sinks into this noggin much faster and stays there much easier. Oh, excuse me. You know, we were talking the other day, my wife says, you know, the audio book's great because a lot of blind people would like to read it yes. and you know we, we, we have you know we have the kindle and we have the paperback but we're not putting it out in braille and they can get feel better about life too so you know again it's trying to hit everyone and, and present people with, yeah people with yeah. long commutes long commutes to work or people that's that you know like i i go to go see my my grandson my daughter you know that's an 11 hour ride i would love to you know sit and listen to 
some of the books that you know i i have yeah. to read a book i have to read a, at least one book or if not two a week for the show you know let alone the ones i want to read you know and uh but on those long drives it would be awesome to just you know hit the audio and listen yeah. while you're driving and having an audio book is not the same thing as i um <laughs> ashley says i'm a multitasker i also love audio is you can put a kindle on audio but it's not it's not the same thing as hearing somebody read the book because it's i am a multitasker and yeah. you know so it's not the same because trust me i tried it it still doesn't work you gotta speed are up you having a male robot. narrator i am uh what i wanted to do uh, and i was so so blessed uh, i i was originally gonna do this myself you know as my voice is attached to everything but I'm involved in so many things and yeah. I looked at it and said, you know, it's just not going to happen. Which one do I give up to make this happen? Uh, and, and there's been there was such a demand for it. So I found a wonderful man who uh, has a, a, a voice that men can identify with, identify with, but that women will feel is soft enough. And, and, and that's, that's kind of a, uh, you know, a stereotype way to do things because some men, need that very soft voice some women like the harder the you know the the, the yeah. driving voice so i wanted again like the book is written i i when i yeah. went out and looked for a narrator i look i wanted the one who could appeal to just about everyone and i think i found that person Yay. so I, I don't think it's gonna i think it's gonna be something well, we'll get the audio book and we'll let you know i know well go. i mean i i want to get the hard copy so that that one you know i'll go i'll go to like amazon or wherever you're gonna have it and i'll i'll listen to the you know because it always has to listen to the preview so it gives you some of a chapter or something i'll listen to that to see just just to check the voice out you know i'll give you i'll give you my thumbs up if i like it but i mean some some books i've i've heard in audio that have had the worst narrators oh yeah. my god Ugh. It's just like, you have to. There, there's a site actually that it's it, it's it is the site you go to to pick all the all the narrators out, okay. um, and uh, it's it's actually an Amazon owned site really. So when when you uh, when you uh, um, uh, sign into it, you're using your Amazon password to get in. Uh, so and then you go there, and there are hundreds of narrators. So again, took my time, listened to all of them, and and you and and all of them have four or five or six or ten different books that they've done. So I looked up for all the self-help people, and uh, went through the voices. And I didn't I didn't decide it was going to be a man. I listened to I'm going to say probably at least a hundred people, men and women. I would be all right. See, I'm not the only anal OCD person on the planet. All right, I would. I, I would still be doing that. You know, it is it, going to be something I want everyone to be able to identify with. So I really want to take my time. And I hadn't done anything with, with this book, rushing and, and you know, and, and making it, uh, uh, you know, something that had to happen right away. So why do it with this one? This was mm -hmm. nice. And and the other thing I did is, you know, normally you. You hear it and then you 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 connect. You make a proposal. So I found his email. I went online and found him, and then I communicated with him personally for three or four days. We oh, went back. And forth. I that's asked good. questions, uh, and he was not only the voice I liked; he was a, a person that I liked. And he said, "Well, you know, you know," I'll, he said, "I'll actually help you set this whole thing up. We don't normally do that. I won't charge you anything because I really like what I read, uh, what you sent me. So I really want to do this book." Uh, his range was, uh, you know, between like a uh, $102, $100 and $200 um, an hour. And he went and said, oh, you're getting the bottom. I want to make sure this goes out. Uh, so it was just a great person 
to work with. So, I mean, again, it's one of those things where I, I decided I'm building uh, a life and, and I'm selling a book that says connect with other people. So I wasn't just going to click on, put this in the cart and we'll, and we'll get this guy and they'll tell me if they want to do it. I wanted to connect first. I want yeah. to hear this person. I want him oh, to hear yeah. me. I mean, this is your, this is your baby. You know, this yeah. is, I mean, and, and you, and you want to love it and you want it to be cared for properly. I can understand that completely. Vicky's neighbor, we just had her on the show not too long ago. She just put up a post that she's trying to put her book into audio, doing it herself. And she says she's in editing hell right now. <laughs> you know what? It's, yeah. it's hard because you're not just uh, narrating. You're, you're going to use, a, most pr people use a program called, called Audacity. You have to learn how to use it. But then the, yes. the audio people, once you want all the settings in there just perfectly done perfectly uh they will stop you if and send it back to you if it doesn't meet their standards mm -hmm. uh, now you're going to edit out uh all the various components and, and you know the breathing you're going to do all this the the, the pros do it all and they're mm -hmm. that edit it when it's done they, they, they edit the breathing if, if they happen to breathe into the mic that gets edited out i mean they they it's a professional thing and then you you hear it yeah. well uh, you get what you you get what you pay for yeah you know? i have a friend in the uk who does that that he does audio books he does audio things for many things and it's like i know him like you know he's like that and then i heard him read a child's book one time i'm like is this seriously you and you know he does his own he does his own editing and everything else, and it it's it's like it's amazing the difference between the voice you hear and the choice that you make for that person. Like like Ashley said, it's a genuine connection that you made, getting to know him and letting him get to know you, because it is it like Gina says, this is your baby, this is your child. You want it to work with the right people. You had to that person, and you had to have a connection to a certain level. You, you know, know, the other part is again. Uh, you know, we talk about that learning back and forth. I'm, I'm teaching people how to become people that connect. If I'm going to take something that's going to help them connect, and I don't connect with the person first, I mm -hmm. have my own advice. You know, yeah. so it's not just about the baby, and I, and, and I want it to be perfect. I want my process. To make that happen, to be this, to be the the efficient one, the way I'm teaching it, I need to be using that. Otherwise, I'm teaching someone something, and I'm not even using it. Well, sure. Doesn't yeah. make. So I have to be that person also. Exactly. Exactly. So now, for people, because we're getting down to the end here, we have like ten minutes left. All right. For more information, you can go to www. Faust, F-A-U-S-T, Ruggiero, R-U-G-G-I-E-R-O, dot com. And you can, that is his site. You can see a lot of the things there. Look him up, uh, Faust Ruggiero, on Facebook. And then Faust Inspire on Instagram. And what's the other, um, what's the other one? Instagram, Twitter. Twitter. YouTube. Twitter, yeah. So he tweets. Check, yeah, he tweets. <laughs> check him out on all of those um venues and please share this video please 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 i mean especially if you have someone that's struggling with any any aspect in their life i mean I, it can be anything it is yeah. covered in this book and it is simple and it's and it's a great easy process just for you to help yourself help someone in your family a friend of yours that's struggling you know this is the perfect perfect gift the perfect gift 
uh, if they go to the website, uh, you the website is dedicated to the book. You'll find the bio. You already heard some of that stuff, but you're fine. You'll find um, chapter outlines there. You will find excerpts from the book, so you can really see what you know what 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 it's going to do for you. you're going to see how it's presented so it's kind of a way to check in and say is this really what i want for me mm-hmm. i think that a, a, any good author should be transparent enough to say here's some samples go and see if this is what you would like uh, uh you know in your life if it works for you buy it if you think it doesn't no one's pushing you but yeah. I, I think that's I, am. <laughs> I, I push i push when it's a good thing you know, there's a lot of, sometimes I'll just sit back and do my interview and I'll ask the questions and I'll get through it and I'll say, you know, yeah, it's a good, it's a good okay book. This is a must. This is a must. I mean, it, it, it's just too. Yes, Ashley. After the pandemic, age, a must read. Oh my God. <clears throat> yeah. And that's brought up in the thing too, you know, um, it's coping and dealing and, and, and then you get down to the end and it's, and it talks about, uh, speaking of, I, I'm losing my voice. You're talking about voices. Um, I just got diagnosed with like COPD and emphysema and all this crap and, cause I had COVID, you know, and it really did a, a damage to my lungs, which are, I guess these issues were there before, but now they're really so I'm losing my voice all the time. So my voice is not my normal voice here, and I hate it. But, but, um, but as you're going through this book, <clears throat> you're ending, you know, and, and, and you're extending love to others, and the journey within, within the new you, and housekeeping. Housekeeping is crucial, you know. The, and, you, you, and then again, like I was saying before, all your chapters go on to the next one in a natural progressive step. Okay. Now that housekeeping would definitely segue to the next book. It it also just reminds people that, you know, we we try to make changes in our lives, but that doesn't mean that the rest of the world is going to come aboard. You know, unless they're doing the same thing, they're not coming aboard. So you still may, uh, be uh, removing people. You may start slipping a little bit in your life doing that old, people places and things you know yeah. uh, you know and you may have to you know clean things up a little bit the mm-hmm. fact that that happened doesn't say you've regressed or you slipped it simply says that people entered it again in your life you got them out once before you can do it again you're strong enough to do that yeah, yeah and this true. is this is an absolute perfect ashley you've been giving some unbelievable statements here and this one is like the best you can only write something like this if you have a lot of love and compassion for others and you can see that in him he just like he she exudes it you know uh, he just dedicated his whole life i mean what 40 years of your life or that more. was a nice comment actually thank you uh that, you know everyone has that that talent or that thing they like i like people I love to be around people. Uh, you know, I, I, I tease people when they come in the office. It doesn't matter, men, women, whatever. You know when you leave a session with me, you're getting a hug. And then the pandemic hit, and I can't hug anybody. So this is I know, crazy, isn't it? You know? oh. <laughs> I still understand that one. I know. I know. Well, now that everyone, I mean, please yes, people go out and get your vaccines, you know, so we can get out there and hug everybody, you know. <laughs> yeah, I want to be able to stand in the middle of the street and say free hugs. Yeah. Actually, give them. Uh, you'll get arrested. <laughs> I didn't say anything, just a hug. Ashley, come hug me. 
I would love to give Mama D a hug. I mean, between, you know, me, me being in Pennsylvania and her up in Canada, that makes that a little difficult. <laughs> One of these days. One of these days, I'll go down and visit my family in Philly, and I'll come over to knock on the door. And then we'll go, and we'll go knock on his door because he's in Philly. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay, I've got a quick, okay, i got a quick, out of the zone, which is the best place to get Philly cheesesteak in Philly? Well, I'm not living in Philly, so I, 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 I'm I about an hour and a half away, so you're asking the wrong person. But uh, oh, I, thought I, I thought I was, uh, that said that in your, somewhere in the book about you being in Philly. No, I'm about an hour and a half away from, I'm kind of like an hour and a half from Philly and an hour and a half from Manhattan. So I kind of have the best world and I don't have Ooh, to best in both worlds. There you go. <laughs> well, I'm in, I'm in the Wilkes-Barre, I'm in 44, so I'm in the okay. Wilkes-Barre area. So you're you about, yeah, you're around. an hour away from me. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. See that? We can go <laughs> visit you. Yeah, we're going to go. <laughs> You'd be going, oh no. You'd be like, oh shit, not them. Not them. Anybody but them. Um, this seriously, I, I really have enjoyed talking to you. I, I, I'm going to be really putting this out there yeah. for a lot of people. Uh, because, you know, we get, we get asked a lot of questions yes. and especially about after people like you that have been on the show, like, Oh, who can you recommend for this? You know, yeah. and who can re recommend for that? And if they miss the show, you know, like a Thursday evening is kind of tough for some people to watch show because there's good TV shows. You know, people are watching those. So, you know, they watch the show later. And there's or no they listen to tonight. it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who knows? But they, they, um, they, they watch it later or they share it to someone who needs it yeah. or they listen to the audio venues, you know, and we have a whole bunch of them. And, and I am going to say, hey, you know, if, if you're having a problem in any, I don't care what area it is, it's, it's going to be as fast. Who's the what's the answer? Who can who can you refer me to? It's fast, you know. Yeah. I have a question. What I do sometimes is um, when I'm reading books, is you said you have outtakes on your website. So would it be okay if I went over there, did a copy and paste job, and shared it on my Facebook page with okay. the link back here? Absolutely. Okay. Not not a problem at all. Yeah, I've got the excerpts, things like that. Uh, you know, I, and I've told people that uh, many times. Uh, what's on there? I it, it, I didn't copyright anything. Uh, no, like, but I, I still have to ask. That's that's. I know you do. I understand. And I appreciate that. Uh, but uh, you know, the goal is to help people get better. Yeah. You know. Exactly. And, uh, if you keep if you keep that in mind, uh, everything else will come in time. Whatever's whatever's supposed to happen will happen. Yeah. Right now. You just mm -hmm. continue to do the work and enjoy it, and that's what I do. Reach into the choir, darling. <laughs> right. And then all these processes, too, there's no time limit on it. You know, this is a, a forever thing. You know, again, like if you're, if you're having an issue, say, with your spouse, you know, that will get cleared up. And then a month or two months or a year from now, you're going to have a different issue. And, you know, the book might be collecting dust on the shelf, and it might be time to brush the dust up and say, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and that's in that housekeeping part of it. That's the maintenance part of it. But, you know, like for me, like, again, I would say if I had the hard copy book, not on the making computer. Gina would have post-it notes where be, she wants to go back oh, to. Oh, yeah, I have. I, I yeah, flag see everything. Yep. <laughs> yeah, if I love the book, there's a million flags in it, you know. But this one, I mean, it's just, it's you don't even have to flag the book because the chapters are small. Yeah, they're concise, they're precise, and they tell you exactly everything you need to know. And and it's all you know, it's it's all just in the table of contents. That's all you have to do. So you don't have mm -hmm. to flag it. It's there, you know. So it's easy to use, well written, perfect, perfect, perfect 
the best it, it, fix yourself handbook is perfect and then when the parts where you can't fix yourself get help ask for help yes yeah yeah no harm in it no harm in it exactly yeah what's the worst that's going to happen <laughs> they kick you out <laughs> i don't know i would not i mean it's <laughs> Yeah, she seems all sweet and innocent. <laughs> you gotta be, you gotta be careful of her sometimes. <laughs> it's the red hair. What can I say? That's it. Oh, look at it. So I got love for you. We got love for you, Ash. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for watching. Please share. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. Share, share, so other people can get help. You know, exactly. everybody, everybody needs help. I don't care how perfect you think you are. That's it. How perfect we think we are. Yeah, because we're not. There are cracks in everyone's foundation, whether you 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 want to admit them or show them to other people, doesn't matter. All you gotta do is admit it to yourself, and if you do that, then you're on the beginning. Mm. That's first Final step. words, fast for our people. You know, I, I always like to end with, with this one, and, and I, I tell people, and I've said it for years: everything you have, everything you need, is inside you already. All you have to do is learn how to go in and get it, define it, and learn how to use it. There's a power inside all of us, but we just need to know how to get it. That's why I wrote the book. So you can you can go in and get what you need, make your life the way you want it to be. You create, you be the author of your life, not someone else. You mm -hmm. have the power to do that. Be willing to go inside, do the work. Your life is going to go on for as long as it goes on. Every day, use the processes and, and enjoy. Amen. Thank, Thank you. you so much for Thank being here with us. This was fantastic. It has been a pleasure. All right. We'll talk soon. Well, actually, hang with us for a little bit. All right. We'll see you all next week. We're going to have Michael McAdams with us. See you then. Bye. again for joining us for another episode in the Fox Den. We're here every Thursday evening from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, bringing you a variety of guests, streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, and our anchor venues. We would love it if you would go to our YouTube channel, The Fox Den with Gina B and Mama D, and please subscribe, share, and definitely hit the notification button to never miss a show. We'll see you all next week, and subscribers, watch for our pop-up shows as well.